in a land far, far away. Not really. Two brave souls unite. Unite to embark on a mission to review the greatest films, or at least somewhat watchable. Join in on the journey with the professionally unprofessional film critics, The Film Bros. This product is rated B for badass. Ladies and gentlemen, the most exciting stage show you've ever seen. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of The Film Frequency. I am one of your film bros, CEO Hayes, or just Hayes. You don't have to be formal all the goddamn time. And I'm joined by my brother, the prodigal one himself, Mr. JB's in the building. What's going on, film family? What is going on, Hayes? Yes, yes, it is your boy, the prodigal one, JB. Or you don't have to be formal all the time. You can just call me J- <laughs> Fair enough, you fucking dickhead. Um, <laughs> but we are here to discuss uh, the Golden Globes. And, you know, usually we'd have a mini-sode here. It's still going to be a mini-sode, but we're not doing a mini-review this time. We're actually just going to be talking about our predictions from the Golden Globes. So it's not going to be a super long episode, not super formal either. We're going to jump into the shits. Do you want to start from the bottom, or do you just want to start from the best motion picture nominee? I say let's lead it up from the bottom up. But just before we start, <laughs> just before, I, I can already tell this is going to be a great episode. <laughs> Um, just a quick couple quick notes, just your thoughts on it. Streaming freaking dominated Golden Globes this year, man. I think the number Netflix 17, and we're just, uh, by the way, um, for everyone listening out there, we're not really going to discuss television too much. We're going to discuss, you know, really movies. So everything we'll be talking about will be, you know, movie related, but Netflix 17 nominations on the movie side. What do you think about that? They totally dominated well, this year. Well, my thing is, I think what we're seeing is, and this goes back to kind of what Martin Scorsese said earlier in the year, is that cinema, like the theater experience is becoming strong. For these blockbuster movies now and we're seeing a lot of the more passion projects and just like art style art art house style films are going straight to netflix and i think that's a few reasons you can get a decent budget and still create a, a great movie on netflix a la a marriage story and some other things uh, dolomite is my name just two movies that we both really like um and i think that's that's why we're going to start seeing a lot of the the movies that like the academy and stuff gravitate towards are going to start being more so on the streaming side. Yeah, that's crazy. And I know uh, a couple weeks ago on Keeping It Real, we were discussing Disney Plus and I know for one, I was like, hey, Netflix is going to be hurt. But if they continue to make movies like this, as we can see, they're still standing tall. So they're going to be a force no matter what, as long as they continue to do stuff like this. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I don't Netflix streaming is not going well. Streaming itself is never going away. There's no streaming no. site that's going to be able to take Netflix off its per- perch. I don't think for at least 10 years. Like it, it's going to be a, a decade before we're really talking about someone taking that big, a big portion of uh, Netflix market share away. Now, the only thing that I think could really take that away is that if all these like these uh, streaming sites that are owned by bigger studios start banding together and then like Netflix is a place for only Netflix originals, then we'll start seeing some shit. But as long as everyone's divided, like you got Disney Plus, you got Apple streaming, uh, HBO's doing their own thing, like as long as it's all spread out like that. Uh, it, Netflix is always going to be the biggest out of all those. Now, Disney Plus has a chance because of it just being Disney, but it's going to be years before that happens. One hundred percent agree. Well, let's get let's start from the bottom. So the uh, first thing that we're going to get into is the best original song in a mo- motion picture. Me and you actually, before we recorded, just listened to you to all portions of all of these songs to 
kind of be fresh on this. Uh, what's, what what do you think is going to win? And then what is your actual pick to win? Um, my thing that I, I think should win and also that I, you know, I think is going to win. It's the same. Uh, it's from the movie Harriet and it's stand up. Um, the movies were kind of, I mean, the songs were kind of weak to be quite honest with you that we listened to, but I, yeah, I'd have to go with stand up. Yeah. Um, I, I agree with you stand up as I think that's, that's my pick and that's what I think is going to win. Uh, when you have someone who's like your lead actress also, who's doing your actual lead song. I think that it, it, people respect that a little bit more. Yeah, Beyonce's on this list, Taylor Swift's on this list, but they are not nearly the act- actresses that um, the the woman who who uh, performs this song is. And she actually she was in another. I keep forgetting it was a it was a movie set in a hotel with like murder, and she sung a rendition of the Isley Brothers, "This Old Heart of Mine," and it was oh, beautiful. Yeah. So yeah, she has a great voice. So she's my pick there. Awesome. Now I forgot to mention this, or I, I literally just thought about or thought about it. Really, let's make this interesting. Since we're doing predictions, let's let's put something up for grabs, up for stakes. What do you think? Uh, I always beat you, bro. So that's fine. I, I know. I know. I, I'm. And it's true. You do beat me a lot of the times. <laughs> let's. How about this? The whoever wins gets to pick the next retro movie. No, that's that's fair. All right, cool. That, very simple. Very simple. All right, cool. Yeah, let's do it. Um, all right, so we're moving into the next one. We're actually going to skip best original score because honestly, unless you want, do you want to talk about it? Yeah. Um, I, I, I we could still give our predictions. So we'll give you predictions. So best original yeah, I, score. Um, we have Little Women, Joker, Marriage Story, Nineteen Seventeen, and Motherless Brook, Brooklyn. Uh, nominated. So with me, I mean, I haven't seen Motherless Brooklyn, so I heard the score was pretty okay, but I've seen all the other movies and hands down, and if this doesn't win, I'll be really shocked. I know obviously Randy Newman, Thomas Newman there, and also the um, score from Joker. Those are really like three of the big ones. But for me, 1917, the score on 1917 was amazing. It, it was just when the score can give you the feels and, and put you in the actual scene. Mm-hmm. That's big for me. And 1917 was a great movie, and the score had a lot to do with it. So, yeah, I have to go with Thomas Newman for 1917. All right. So my pick here, this is going to be our first one where we differ at. My pick here for score is going to be the Joker. And here's why I say, here's what I, why I say, is that um, the director, I forgot which podcast. I always love plugging the podcast when I pull information from the podcast. But Todd Phillips was actually on a um the podcast and he mentioned how the score like there was a scene in joker that he wanted to refilm like they they had already called joaquin in for reshoots they were going to reshoot the scene until the score was put behind it and he said this is a beautiful scene i can't believe i thought i was thinking about reshooting this so because of that i'm going to pick the joker but i i I love your pick as well yeah i think both of those are going to be uh top two so that's what is that's what we think is going to win is that also what you're rooting for joker as well i'm rooting for joker to clean up and here's why two reasons personally i want to see i love dc like i've always i love marvel characters i love the marvel movies but the dc characters are always bigger than life to me and i want to see dc really go into doing their own thing and i think the more awards this wins on top of the box office success the more warner brothers are going to feel comfortable doing more out of the box things with their characters so that's why i think and then i also think you know joker was my number two film of the year so right um joker was actually my number one film in the year however i will say i do believe there is one i know for sure one category where originally i had joker as the winner and something swayed my mind and i changed we'll, we'll get to that soon also um i just wanted to mention this as well because i know someone mentioned this on facebook for anyone listening out there more than likely, this episode is going to have spoilers. Um, yes. When we did, uh, yeah, when we did our our top ten of the decade, we kind of spoiled uncut gems for someone. So we apologize about that. 
But um, yeah, we'll, 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 it, this is definitely going to have spoilers. Um, so I think we're good on original score. We're both, you're rooting for Joker. I'm rooting for 1917, and we both picked that to win as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, so let's get into the next one, the best screenplay for a motion picture. So we have A Marriage Story, Parasite, The Two Popes, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and The Irishman all nominated category so what do you have what's your picks here so immediately remove the two popes i don't even i'll get to that when we when we speak about a movie of the year get rid of that quentin tarantino love the guy but i don't think for me no um this comes down to marriage story parasite and irishman i'm gonna go with steve zalian we spoke about him when we did the irishman review Great, you know, the screenplay was great. Um, I, yeah, I'm gonna have to go with that. Uh, I do think I, I am rooting for that, however, I do think Noah Baumbach from Marriage Story is going to win, but I am rooting for the Irishman. I so what I would like to see win here is the Irishman, but something that I noticed with best screenplays, adaptations don't always get the win in this category, especially right. when you have other strong nominees that are original screenplays. Um, so because of that. Parasite for me. Yep. And I, I, let me tell you, if that happens, I am not mad. Parasite yeah. is in my top five for 2019. So, all right. So you're you're rooting for Irishman, but um, think you think Parasite is going to take it. Beautiful. All right. Next one. Best director. Director. Goddamn. Uh -huh. Best director in a motion picture. Um, who do you got here? So um, just to go over the uh, the categories, the best director, uh, I know we have Sam Mendes for uh, 27, um, 2017, Sam Mendes for 1917, Todd Phillips for Joker, Martin Scorsese for Irishman, Bung Joon-ho for Parasite, and Quentin Tarantino for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. So this is a really weird category for me because Martin Scorsese, as you all know, is She's my favorite director. director. Yeah. However, from day one, Todd Phillips, I've said, should win director until this past week. 1917? I, bro, hands down, 1917 is the most visually beautiful movie of 2019. The cinematography is amazing. And I finally, you, I think on literally every episode we've done, you've mentioned the, uh, the uh, Director's Cut podcast. Mm -hmm. I actually had a chance to listen to it for the first time. And the first episode I listened to was 1917. And let me tell you, for anyone that has not listened to the podcast, go ahead and listen to it because it enhances it so much. Yeah. They did a, like a 33 minute interview with Sam Mendes and just the backstories, like the one you told just now about the other movie. Um, the backstories are just amazing to hear and the little the little tidbit stories you normally wouldn't get elsewhere. So because of the cinematography and because everything was so beautiful, I'm rooting for 1917. Um I do think, though, because uh, of the way it, it who he is, I do think Scorsese is going to take it. But I am rooting for 1917, Sam Mendes. All right, fair enough. Uh, oh, I'm, I'm Todd Phillips. I like I said, I really enjoyed this movie, and I think I, that's who I hope wins. Who I think is going to win here is actually Martin Scorsese. Yeah, I think with all the hype around it, it's Scorsese. Uh, like, has he been? And this is this is be interesting to go back and look. Has he been nominated for Best Director every year he's released a movie? Because I believe I, he has, except... I I think he has. Yeah. I really think he has. And, like, they were you know, even saying, like, when the nominations came out, like, he automatically has a spot if he has a movie, pretty much. He already reserves one spot every year. Yeah, Um. and I do want to mention here, like, I wouldn't be surprised, like, I'm not going to do Dark Horse for every pick, but I wouldn't be surprised if Quentin Tarantino gets it, Um. only because, while it's not his best movie by far, that movie is shot beautifully. And the fight scenes... We're shot oh, like yes. Quentin Tarantino does action very well, and I'm surprised he actually like hasn't like nobody's convinced him to like do like a John Wick style movie or anything because he he's always done action extremely well in his movies. 
So I wouldn't be surprised as like an underdog pick if he does take this one away. Yeah, if we're talking underdogs, I would probably um, Bong Joon Ho for Parasite. Um, I, I think it's a, I think that movie just overall is a sleeper. So yeah, I think if we're talking Dark Horse as underdog, it would be uh, Bong Joon Ho for Parasite for me. Fair enough. Fair enough. Let's go into the next one: the best actor in a supporting role in any motion picture. We have Tom Hanks for A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, Anthony Hopkins for The Two Popes, Al Pacino for The Irishman, Joe Pesci for The Irishman, and Brad Pitt for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I'll go first on this one, only because one of the one of the actors from The Irishman are winning. Anytime you have two actors nominated in the same category, it means that the the the, the whoever does these nominations and decides on it was that was that engaged in that movie that it's going to be one of them. So I'm picking Al Pacino. I think Joe Pesci should win it, but I'm picking Al Pacino as who's going to actually come away with this award. So uh, this also is a category that really pains me because Tom Hanks is my favorite actor, actor but yeah. I can't, I can't, I have to be not biased and I can't, I don't think he's going to win, um, nor should he win. As much as I love Tom Hanks, this was not an award-winning performance in my opinion. I don't, you know, I don't think the movie was strong. It's just my opinion. Okay. Uh, Anthony Hopkins, no. Brad Pitt, while I think he did great, I don't think he's going to get the nod here. And like you said, I think it's going to come down to the Irishman. I do think I'm rooting for Al Pacino because his performance was amazing in Irishman. When he, when we first saw him in the movie, I feel like the movie literally just, the whole movie changed. Okay. It went from level, like one level to the next level. And that's how he is. He's that type of actor. He's very big on screen, very big character. So I'm rooting for Al Pacino, not to mention he's in my top five of actors. Uh, so I'm rooting for Al Pacino. However, because of everything that, that was talked about, Pesci is basically coming out of retirement. Uh, you know, Pesci, I don't think Pesci's ever even been nominated for this award that I know of. Really? If, if he, I may be wrong, maybe for Goodfellas, but I don't think he's ever won the award. Okay. So um, I'm pretty positive on that. Don't mark my words, though. However, because he's coming out of retirement, because of his age and everything, I think they're going to give it to Joe Pesci, but I'm 100% rooting for Al Pacino, and I think he deserves it. Fair enough. Fair enough. I like those picks. Moving on to the best, best actress in a supporting role. Um, so we got Jennifer Lopez for Hustlers, Margot Robbie for Bombshell, Annette Bening for The Report, Lur Dern for A Marriage Story, and Kathy Bates for Richard Jewell. The only one I have not seen on this list is Richard Jewell yet, but I really do want to see that one. Uh, who do you, Who's your pick here? So I can't really comment on Richard Jewell and the report. I haven't unfortunately seen those. I'm pretty sure Kathy Bates was great in Richard Jewell, as she normally is. Great. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'm pretty sure she did good. However, um, it's going to come down to those three, Marriage Story, Hustlers, and Bombshell. And Laura Dern, honestly, I think this was Laura Dern's best role ever. I've seen her in quite a few movies. The first time I ever saw her was Math. I don't know if anyone even remembers that from like the 80s. Yeah, yeah she was super young. But um, she did good. But at the end of the day, I have to go with my movie bay. Margot and Robbie. I was tell I was yeah, Margot Robbie. And I was telling my wife this um, for those movie I, I don't, for those who have seen Bombshell. There's one I'm not going to spoil anything, but there's one part in the movie where she's outside. And I, I did this on my mini re write up review where she's outside on the phone and she starts crying when an, a, a performer, you know, a performer can cry and her cries alone makes you want to cry. She's doing a good job. And I felt her performance, even though she wasn't in the movie from beginning to end. She was in parts. I 100% felt her performance. She's so talented. So I'm rooting for Margot Robbie. Um, and honestly, I think not only am I rooting for Margot Robbie, I do think she gets the nod as well. I did, while I did enjoy her role, um, 
I don't know. I think she's outshined in that movie, but it's easy to it like outside of that was the standout scene in the movie. Like so she has the standout scene, but overall I think she was outshined in that movie. But I mean when you look at who she's in the in the freaking movie with, you would expect yes. that. Such she's a, number three. Yeah, such a great cast. Um my pick here, honestly, is probably Laura Dern in it. Um I can see that. Yeah, it's just a an amazing role. I think that's who's going to win. Um who I want to win though is Margot Robbie. Just because like she's such a young and up and coming and like she's in this short time is what it's only been like what five years since she really came on the scene maybe six yeah since Wolf um, of Wall Street and she's she's so shown so much diversity and depth and how in in the character she's able to act in and I just I really she's still fucking young too she's like what like twenty eight yeah she's in her twenties and interesting note she became super super close to actually getting a double nomination because they were heavily looking at her role as Sharon Tate from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. Um, they ended up going with this one, though. But, yeah, I mean, um, she's so talented. So I'd love to see her win. But, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. All right. One question before we move on. Okay. Your thoughts on J-Lo in this? Deserve it? Not deserve it? Does she not deserve it? Yeah. What do you think? Does she deserve a spot it was, here? It was a great role. It was a great role. I, I, oh. It's just the movie wasn't that good. Her acting was top notch. The movie just wasn't all that good. Yeah. I actually like the movie, and I, I liked her in it. I think, honestly, this is her second best role outside of Selena, obviously. Um, but there was a lot of um, hit back on this movie. People were like, why the hell is J-Lo in it? That, 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 you know, people were talking a lot of shit yeah. about it. But, I think it's just yeah. because the movie wasn't all that good. Um, but, all right. Uh, this one, the next category, I think, is a runaway. I don't even think there's any point in talking about it. So, best motion picture in a, a foreign language motion picture. The Farewell, Less Miserables, Pain and Glory, Parasite, and Portrait of a Lady on Fire, which I've never seen. Um, but what do you what do you what's your pick here? I think I know it. So yeah, I think everybody in the world has the same pick. Um, first of all, I just want to say I have absolutely no idea why Farewell is on this list. Majority of the movie is in English. So I, I understand the movie was shot in um in Asia. I forgot which country. Yeah. Um might have been Japan or China or Korea. Not trying to be racist here. I don't remember what I don't remember what country, but I don't even know why that's on the list. Pain and Glory, I know that got good reviews. Antonio Banderas obviously got um nominated for um best actor. Um Portrait of a Lady on Fire as well. I've heard good things about that. It's on my list to watch. But hands down, without a shadow of a doubt, Parasite has got to easily win this i don't see any other movie coming close um i saw a couple of these movies but parasite has to be number one i mean again it's in my top five of 2019 the movie is beautifully shot the storyline is great the acting is great i enjoyed this movie certainly should this movie just be nominated for best motion picture here's the thing based on we're gonna get to that in a second can, can we hold that off to yeah. when we get to that okay that's cool that's fine all right um i agree with you though like it has to be parasite that's my pick that's what i want to see win that's what i believe is gonna win it's just it's fucking no no questions asked for me um best motion picture animated this is a special category for me because i do have i know it is and we yes. watch this and what I will say about this one is um, Frozen 2 wasn't nearly as good as the first one. Even the first Frozen wasn't that good, which is nominated How to Train Your Dragon, uh, The Hidden World, The Lion King, Missing Link, and Toy Story 4. And my pick here is if we're going for what the best film is, it's going to be to it's Toy Story 4 to me. And that's what I think should win because it tells the story of basically of growing up and maturing and having to let people go. And it's like it's such a, a story that resonates with us the audience who grew up with toy story because we're at that age where we don't have a lot of the same friends that we had when the original toy story came out so that story resonates with me that's what i hope wins 
What I think is going to win, um, no, yeah, what I think is going to win, unfortunately, is probably going to be the line, even though it was not that good. But I hope Toy Story 4. Yeah, you and I have exactly the same picks on this, actually. I am rooting for Toy Story 4. Um, like you said, we grew up with Toy Story 4. Um, I think this is the last Toy Story we get with this exact cast. Mm -hmm. I do think there might be spinoffs and stuff like that, but with the entire cast, I think that's going to be it for Toy Story, the, the franchise itself. Um, However, I, I do think they're going to give it to Lion King um, just because of all the hype and hoopla that's been surrounding the movie. Um, and that's what I think. Now, I wanted to, before we move on, I just wanted to bring up two things real quick and, and get your take on it. First of all, the people at Lion King, were they were kind of a little pissed off about this because they weren't trying to go for the animated, you know, they were yeah. trying to go for like the entire totally thing. Realistic, yeah. Right. And I thought about it. And at first I'm like, why the hell is Lion King in this category? But then when I thought about it, literally the entire movie is CGI. Yeah. So they have to be animated. They can't, they're not a live action movie, to be honest with you. There's no real people in the movie. So what did you take on that? Are in their right place? Yeah, they're absolutely in the right place. And this is what my problem with the movie was, is that because it tried to be so photorealistic that they didn't really animate the characters' faces. They didn't have a bunch of expression because they just, like, a, a lion isn't going to actually smile. So they didn't, like, have it with these hugely human expressions on these animal faces. And I think that that took it out of the story some because, like, a big part of The Lion King is the emotional impact. You want to see that emotion on your character's face. And when you have an animated movie that's 20 years old that shows more depth in the characters' faces and expressions than what this does, that's what took me out of the movie. But yeah, it's absolutely in the right place for being animated. And the second thing, because I can't really comment on it much, but I, I think you can because I believe you saw this movie. But a lot of people were wondering where, oh, uh, what's that movie about the hand? The hand uh, is missing. What is it? I can't even. I told you about it. I can't even. Right. Exactly. Yet. But there was a lot of hoopla about that movie. I'm going to look up the name in a second. But a lot of people were saying that they got snubbed. They should have gotten a nomination. What do you think on that? They definitely should have got a nomination. Definitely. Any particular reason? Um, I think because it like a it it it's not a kid. Well, and it, that's the thing. Every movie on here is a kids movie. And I think we need as the animated category grows, we need to get away from it just being built for kids because there are a lot of animated movies that are are a deeper story than that. And I think because they look at this as the kids category. That's why they wouldn't nominate a movie that's like that. That's not really for kids at all. I don't think it's by the way, it's I lost my body. Oh, yeah, I lost my body. I, yeah, I couldn't. Remember. Um. <laughs> I was going to say no le no hand left behind. Like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> That's part two, bro. Oh, okay. Well, the sequel. Go. No no hand left behind. All right. You ready to get into the next one? Yes, sir. Best actor in a musical or comedy. So we have Daniel Craig for Knives Out, uh, Roman Griffin Davis for Jojo Rabbit, Leonardo DiCaprio for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Taron Egerton in Rocketman, and Eddie Murphy in Dolomite is my name. You guys. So, firstly, we did Dolomite is my name was I think the like the second review ever we did yeah. um since the reboot of this show. And um I I called for it. I'm like, "Hey, I hope he gets nominated or come award season." So, I am absolutely happy to see Eddie Murphy's name on this. Um who I who I think is going to win. Also, this is another category that kind of pains me because Leo is my number 2 guy. And I actually think he he's going to take this one home and win it. However, I, I, I didn't really like 100% Leo's performance in this movie. I think Brad Pitt was Brad Pitt was outshined the shit out of him in this movie. 1,000%. I, like, I wanted more Brad Pitt. Yeah. 
and which is it's crazy because Brad Pitt's not my top five. He's not even my top six. Uh, May he's probably somewhere in my top ten, but Leo's number two for me, and I just didn't like him in this role. I do think though, because of his name and once upon a time in Hollywood, there's a lot of buzz around this movie. I mean, they're talking about this being one of the top movies of 2019. So I do think Leo gets the role. However, who I'm rooting for, and you're gonna probably be shocked. I'm rooting for Daniel Craig. In, and you called it, you called that I would, my mind would turn on this movie, and it, my mind did turn on this movie, because I'm rooting for Daniel Craig, Knives Out. Daniel Craig's performance was amazing, uh-huh. especially what you know of him. I'm not a huge James Bond fan, yeah. such as you. I've seen scenes, I've seen clips, trailers, I've seen a, a, a parts and bits of movies, and what we know of him is this refined, well-spoken guy in James Bond. He is literally the exact opposite with his his southern drawl in yeah. knives out so i for that performance i gotta root for daniel craig yeah, the, the thing is like with with this movie i think that he leans so hard into being over the top that you just how do you not get charmed by that shit um yeah daniel daniel craig is also who i hope wins this uh this movie i mean this category for sure um but who i think is going to win is eddie murphy for dolomite is my name and here's why i do think you think they give it to him i think they're going to give it to him a because they missed out on giving him an award before when he should have won him one um it's a comeback performance right and i think that when an actor this late into their career delivers an almost career defining role you have to give it to them so i want to see daniel craig win i really do i hope he if he walks away with it I'm going to be happy as hell, but I think Eddie Murphy's going to win this. Hey, listen, if Eddie Murphy wins, I, I have absolutely no problems with that. I, I love Eddie Murphy, so and it would be well-deserved for his comeback and, and everything. So, yeah, if he takes it, no problem with me. Cool, cool. Let's move on. Um, the next one that we got is the best actress in a musical or comedy. Um, and the uh, the nominees here are Anna DeArmas, also in Knives Out, Aquafina, The Farewell, Clint Blachette, and Where You Go, Bernadette. I have not seen that movie. And uh, <laughs> Beanie Feldstein in Booksmart and Emma Thompson in Late Night. Who you got here? Okay, so off rip, um, Emma Thompson, Late Night, and Kate Blanchett, Where'd You Go, Bernadette? I haven't, unfortunately, seen either of those movies, only because they're nominated. They are on my list because I, I'm, you know, I want to see it. Mm-hmm. I'm probably gonna end up watching those before um, Golden Globes. Um, so I can't really comment on those two. So it comes down to Beanie Feldstein. Aquafina and Anna Diarmis. Um, Beanie Feldstein, Booksmart. Booksmart was such a funny movie. I'm kind of really surprised to see her get nominated here. Um, but it is good to see a young person. Um, I don't think she's going to take it. I think this comes down to Aquafina and Anna Diarmis. I do think they're going to give this to Aquafina because the farewell has has gotten some good, good, good publicity and they've talked good things about it. Um, so I do think Aquafina will take it. However, I'm rooting for. Again, knives out on a Diarmis. I mean, she's a very young actress and she did a great job. And she, you know, she was in majority of this movie, in majority of the scenes. And she, I loved her in this movie. So I'm rooting for her. I do think Aquafina, though, takes it. Same picture for me. Aquafina, I think, is definitely going to take it because she's the name. Um, but who deserves this one is definitely Anna Diarmis. Like, she carries, well, I don't want to say carries this movie, but her and Daniel Craig. I would love to see this franchise continue with like these two in in some type of like her, she's backing him now that she has all the money uh for his investigations or whatever um, knives in yeah because they're they're just <laughs> and they play off each other so well but when you see 
like her reactions like when she's trying to hide the fact of like what happened i'm only not spoiling this one because we're going to do a mini review on it but when she's like her reactions to things that are going on all in her face is just such great acting. and she has great oh, yeah. great comedic timing and I, we said this before in the past. When you can act just based on facial features, that's when you know you're a talented actor or actress. So, yeah, absolutely. All right. Best motion picture. So, best comedy or musical uh, category. We got Dolomite Is My Name, Jojo Rabbit, Knives Out, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Rock. Let me ask you this. What do you think about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood being categorized as a comedy? Well, I'm going to answer that. Let me ask you this. What do you think about Knives Out being considered a comedy? I think it, I think that's what it's supposed you to think? be. You think? Yeah, that's 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 why when like when we were in the in the chat and we were talking about like it being a mystery, like I didn't like because they give it up so early. I didn't. I think that when you look at his performance and even the performances of the family, like everyone is, it's a comedic movie. Like it's not like playing like that serious mystery role. Everyone knows that they're playing stereotypes, and I think they play into it. So I, I did look at this one as more. Once upon a time in Hollywood, I. I don't, this, it's clearly not a musical, so they're, they're putting it in for comedy. But I mean, there are some funny parts, especially with Brad Pitt. I mean, Leo as well. There was some funny parts. I don't see it. It's not your typical what you know of as comedy, like straight in your face comedy. It's very subtle parts of comedy. Um, the crazy part is, I think at the end of the day, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is going to end up winning this category, and I'm actually rooting for it as well. I did, I did change my mind on Knives Out, so I do think Knives Out is a contender. Um, a lot of people have been talking about Jojo Rabbit, and I don't want to get into this much before I start oh going on a rampage. Jesus. Jojo Rampage is probably the worst movie of 2019. I think I even put that no, in my little write up. Child's Play. Oh yeah, you're right. I keep forgetting <laughs> Child's Play. That's a bad piece. But it's definitely in the bottom five of 2019. Jojo Rabbit. I don't know how. I'm not trying to shit on the little kid or whatever, but the movie was really bad. Like, and I, I, as I put this on my Facebook write up review. It has nothing to do with me trying to be a social justice warrior and I, because of Hitler and nothing. The movie just sucks. The, the movie just sucks. <laughs> okay, um, I'm not as hard on you and Jojo Rabbit. Because, no, the movie sucks. Like, 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 Jojo Rabbit. Like I love the director and I love his like the same one who plays uh, Hitler. Like his brand of comedy is my shit. Um, but I don't think it's it's as good as what people are giving it. I will say that I don't think it's as good as what people are giving it credit for. Uh, Dives out to me is the answer here. I, I, I what I I hope Dolomite is my name wins, but I think Knives Out is going to win. And I think the fact that it came out so much later in the year and it's probably on the voters mind more so is like the thing that's right there. But also because Ryan Johnson got shit on so bad for the Star Wars movie that he did to come back with a movie that people are really loving like this and to really be a sleeper. No one would. I guarantee you Knives Out was on no one's lists uh at the beginning of 2019 for movies to look out for no i agree with that so i think that that needs to win here yeah we'll see i think it, again it comes down to uh nine zan once upon a time in hollywood i think one of those are, are taking it all right well there you go and uh apparently uh jb wants to fuck face jojo rabbit but we're just gonna keep moving <laughs> movie's so awful don't get me started again please <laughs> best actor in a motion pi- in a in a drama uh christian bell for ford v ferrari antonio banderas for painting glory adam driver for marriage story joaquin phoenix for joker and jonathan price for the two popes you want to go first on this one listen i if i it, uh, joaquin who has acted a better role than joaquin phoenix and joker Adam Driver would be the only one that came that on this list that comes close to me. Christian Bell is good. He's he's probably in my top 15 of all time, Um, maybe top 20. But Joaquin Phoenix and Adam Driver are so much better than any other role on this list to me that it's not even close. I would be happy with either two of these winning. 
but I think it's going to be Joaquin Phoenix, like just everything around Joker and everything and it being a rated R movie. Uh, he's he's who I hope wins, and he's my pick tag. So, first of all, I have a major issue with this category because where the fuck is Adam Sandler for Uncut Gems? So, like, uh, uh, matter of fact, I don't think he made the cut. I think he's going to technically be next year because you see Uncut no. Gems is nominated anywhere on this list. Well, that was the major snub. Uncut Gems actually made 2019's cut. So, it's ridiculous that there is no nominations um, it totally got snubbed out of Golden Globes. I, I promise you we're going to see a lot of this shit on Oscars. I'm sure they're going to get a lot of Has nominations. Has yeah, so they, the, the movie got totally snubbed out. Adam Stoner got snubbed out, and we're going to get to movie of the year in a second. But, uh, yeah, definitely, I think Adam St- I, I haven't seen Pain and Glory. I don't want to shit over Antonio Banderas. Uh, Jonathan Price, Two Popes. I did not like that movie. They could have found a spot for Adam Sandler. I'm not sure what happened. I'm not saying he would have won the award, but he, but he deserves the a spot. Yeah, absolutely. At the end of the day, what you said is one thousand percent correct. It's going to come down to Adam Driver and Joaquin um, Phoenix. For me, I think Adam Driver is going to win. Mm. I, I just think so because as much as we love Joker, Joker has its fair share of critics that absolutely despise the movie, which yes, I, I don't understand why. Well, they, they I more really so the get. message in the movie than I think his performance. But but go ahead. Yeah, but what the hell? We're in 2019. Who yeah. cares? But yeah, right. So I do think Adam Driver gets it. But for me, hands down, Joaquin Phoenix not only should get it, but he deserves to get it. His performance was second to none this year, male or female. He, his performance was so good. He deserves to win this award. But unfortunately, I think they're going to give it to Adam Driver. Adam Driver, he's a great actor. As goofy he as is. he fucking looks, like he's a great, great fucking actor. Uh, but yeah, and that, that the funny thing is, is that people were so worried about or making like big deals about Joker coming out and if it was going to incite anyone to do terrorist, uh, a terrorism act or whatever. And it was fucking frozen that people showed up with machetes and got into a fucking machete brawl at a fucking frozen screening. Like, just get the fuck out of here. Fucking social justice warriors. Um, Best. <laughs> Best actress in a drama. We have Cynthia e. Evero. I don't know how to pronounce it. In Harriet. Um, Scarlett Johansson in The Marriage Story. Uh, Sarcisse Ronan in Little Women. Charlize Theron in, in Bombshell. And Renee Zellweger in Judy. So um, I haven't seen Judy, unfortunately, or Harriet yet. I both have them on my list, obviously, because they've been nominated. I, Harriet has already been on my list, so I need to watch that. Um, I do think only because of the buzz I've been hearing and because of who the movie's about, I do think Renee Zellweger for Judy, uh, playing Judy Garland, I think she's going to end up winning this because there's been massive buzz about it. Um, in terms of the movie that i seen, Marriage Story, Little Woman, and Bombshell, Charlie Theron was great in Bombshell. Uh, Ronan was really good in Little Woman. I actually just saw that um, uh, yesterday. And my pick uh, for who's who I think should win is going to be scarlett johansson in marriage story Mm. she did really really good in that movie i i really you know i really enjoyed her in that movie but i do think renelle zellweger is going to win it but i'm rooting for scarlett johansson what about you okay so i love charlize theron's role in bombshell i loved it um but i think i don't think it's the type of role that's going to get uh an award um i don't think it should either just it's just a personal role that i love but i definitely think uh scarlett johansson is probably going to win for marriage story um but renee zellweger and judy i liked it and it, like it was it was it's getting a lot of buzz and that made bold for a well but i just think scarlett johansson is like when, when she deserves this role probably has deserved it in years past as well i, I hope and i think she's going to pull away with this so you're rooting for her and you think she's going to win it yep. cool now i think we're into the last um category right category 
Before we get to that, there's two things I wanted to, I forgot to mention, and I probably should have mentioned when we were talking about these specific categories, but I wanted to get your take. Support For supporting actor, I forgot one snub, Robert De Niro, and just overall, Robert De Niro was not nominated for shit. Are you surprised by that? He should have gotten a supporting role, not, I think. He wasn't a supporting role. He was the main character in that movie. Okay, where is he on the lead role then? But do you so who who would you take off to replace him with here on this on this my take off Jonathan Price take off um 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 what's his okay, name yeah Christian Bale I can't say take off Banderas it wouldn't be fair because I didn't see the movie yeah. take off Jonathan Price take off Christian Bale give me Adam Sandler give me Robert De Niro I, you know what I actually love that that's actually I love that. Yeah. Okay. I can agree with that. Um. I don't know. I. I honestly, there's no, there's no rhyme or reason I could come up with why he didn't get the a nomination here. Because honestly, going back, and you know, I just talked about Joaquin Phoenix and Adam Driver. Like Robert De Niro is probably the third best role this year. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. And the one other quick thing I want to do before we get into the final is, and this has probably been the number one talking thing. You're probably gonna know where I'm getting to about the Golden Globes yet again another year. There are no female directors nominated for best director. What's your take on that? I'm trying to. Okay, so I always like to look at the these things because it's easy to say, oh, such and such should have been nominated. Such and such should have been nominated. So I try to look at it from the standpoint of what actually was nominated. I would take exactly. off. And right. easily for me, it would have been the two pope. But right. what what female directed movie would you have replaced with it? So um, everyone has to forgive me because I don't remember the name of the women. I'm, I have nothing against women, but it's just that I can't remember. But off the top of my head, I know there was a woman that directed um, uh, My be- um, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Um, a little um, Greta Gerwig, I think her name is, directed Little Woman, which was a pretty good movie. Oh, yeah. Um, Booksmart uh, was out. Book of Smart was, Smart yeah, was directed th- that's by right women there. as well. Take off the two pope. Well, it's a comedy, so it's definitely not going to be nominated in drama. But it should have it should have been nominated in comedy. What maybe. about Little Little Woman? Should have you know the, the Little Woman was a pretty good movie, and it, so I, I'm right with you when people are like, "Oh, why wasn't a woman nominated? A woman shouldn't get nominated just because she's a woman. Yeah. It should be does she deserve it?" And I just think with with what we got here this year, there could have probably been a spot for one of those movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, although I wasn't a big fan of. A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, it got rave reviews. And for the most part, people loved the movie. They loved Tom Hanks. They loved the director. They, you know, so um, I'm pretty sure they could have probably fit a role, but I don't know what what this thing is. I don't know if they're just making it an ongoing storyline or if it happens to be coincidence. One thing I can tell you right now, and I will guarantee you can mark my words right now, for all the shit that's happening, it's going to be one next year. Yeah. There's going to be one next year. And also, we're going to get one for the Oscars as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, so let's get into this category. Best motion picture drama. Um, The Irishman, Marriage Story, 1972, Joker, and The Two Pops. 1917. <laughs> That's your pick. That's what you think's no, going to no. win. And, oh, go ahead. No, you said 1972. Oh, 1917, whatever. Right. So first off, get two popes out of this fucking... Get them out. Yeah. Should have been uncut gems, but that's I'm not gonna go into that rampage again. Literally, outside of two popes, I can see any one of these movies winning. They're all brilliant movies. Um, they're four of my top. They're in my four of my top five for 2019. The only movie in my top five that's not here, of course, is Uncut Gems. Um, so from the very beginning, I've said the Joker, and I'm sticking with that. I'm rooting for the Joker. It's my second top movie of the freaking decade. So why would I not root for it? Um, I'm going for Joker, hair hands down. However, I can see the Irishman. I can see 1917. I can see Marriage Story winning it. 
I'm going to go ahead and go left field on this. I know a lot of people are looking at Irishman, but I'm going to go ahead and go left field on this, and I'm going to say Marriage Story is going to win it. Woo-hoo! I'm rooting for Joker, oh, but I think wow. Marriage Story is winning. Wow. I'm going okay. left field on this okay. one, bro. Okay, okay. I think I, I I hope Joker wins this one for sure. Um, as I it's not been evident throughout this this recording, it's definitely Joker. But I think the Irishman's gonna win. It's Corsese, yeah. bro. I think the Irishman. Right, you're right. Yeah. I could see I could see it, man. I can see it. I can see Irishman winning just for the whole story. Scorsese, Pesci, the trio, everything. Um, I don't know, man. I I can't wait for this category though. Like this is I think of all the categories, this is really the hardest one and usually from years past there's always that one movie like oh yeah they're definitely winning but this one i think four of these five movies all have like an even they're on even keel anyone can happen so i'm excited and i won't regardless of who wins outside of two popes i will not have an issue with at all if two popes wins this be oh, prepared, we're right be prepared for the rant that me and jb are gonna go on the next episode after that. that's all i'm gonna say uh because that's gonna be some bullshit who is nominated up against um but that's uh, so like overall um uncut gems i think is my biggest snub just to kind of end this podcast and talk about it uh since you brought it up is that uncut gems is shit it made my top movies of the decade no it was my yeah, me too it, yeah so like my eight i think yeah so it, it definitely should have I think should have been nominated. The fact that it didn't is a slap in the face, but it's going to get the Oscar. Well, not going to get, it's going to be nominated nah. in the Oscars for sure. Yeah. Um, but you know, I mean that, that's my biggest snub. That's your biggest snub also. Yeah. Hands down. I mean, the movie was so freaking good. I don't, I really don't understand um, why they didn't get a nomination. Um, even like I said, Adam Sandler, um, Adam Sandler or the movie itself, they should have really gotten something. And I don't know why. Also another movie that made the 2020 cut. I haven't seen it yet. It is on my list. I don't know if you've had a chance to see it yet. Um, I've heard good things about it. It's Just Mercy with Jamie Foxx. I have not got a chance to see that yet, but I've heard great things about it. Yeah, so um, I've heard good things about that as well. So um, I heard, like, a lot of people have them, had them on the stumps list as well. I didn't get a chance, but yeah. Um, there's really, I mean, that's pretty much it. I don't really see any other snubs with actors, actresses. We pretty much went through uh, everything. Um, the only one thing that I wanted to do that I'm trying to find right now, I, I had it up, but I just want, I don't know, unless if, I don't know if you have it. Do you have the breakdown of all the, uh, all the movies, like what, you know, all the different movies, how many nominations per movie? No, I don't. I don't. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's fine. Cause um, I had it, but I don't have it anymore, but that's fine. We, you know, we pretty much went through everything and, um, and discussed. Uh, everything so well that's it this has been our uh golden globe pre-show basically i guess that's what it is our our projections and and predictions for the golden globes uh but yeah the, i'm i'm ceo hayes you can follow me at ceo h-a-i-z-e jb where can the lovely and beautiful people follow you i can be found on twitter at the p1jb that's at t-h-e-p-1-j-b and uh, on facebook I can be found Javid Basharula. Also, this happens to be our first episode of the new year. So happy new year to all the film fans out there. It's our first uh, episode of many for 2020. So just wanted to give everybody a shout out. Yeah. Thank you for supporting us at the end of 2019. We've got big things planned for 2020 and going forward. 
And make sure you go and also subscribe to our YouTube channel. That is the Film Frequency there as well. Make sure you go and follow us uh, collectively at the Film Bros. And make sure you join the Facebook discussion group as well. The Film Frequency uh, there as well. That's it. I got nothing else. You got anything else, JB? Nope. Check out the Golden Globes. As of this recording, this recording should be coming out on Thursday. Golden Globes is this Sunday. Yep. Go ahead yep, and check yep. it we'll, out. We'll probably make a uh, a discussion Reaction? a discussion post uh, in the Facebook group, and we'll probably you know tweet live there. I mean, not tweet, but post there on our you know reactions and stuff going on. So be on the lookout for it. that. Is going to be it. That's it. Peace. You're still here. It's over. Go home. Go. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.